if I could, if I could recommend some people on the Twitter space who are very kind of caught up or maybe even blackpilled on the political side of things, I would say, look, sometimes I take that break and go to the more artistic or cultural side of things and understand that you can find a lot of vitality in that. I think you can get very caught up and very kind of sterile just in the political side of things and, and oh no this has happened and look what they've done here and look how that and i the, the thing that i want to want to express is that it doesn't so much matter in 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 this political side of things it looks terrible now and it and it looks really bad of where things are going but all major changes that have taken place throughout history have come from an energetic minority it's always started out from an energetic minority of people who have conjured a kind of flame and fire. And I always say this thing is the smallest of flames in the, in, you know, in, in total darkness burn brightly. And we must understand that it, it'll, it'll be from a qualitative standpoint, a small group of people that will come together as they're starting to do now. And from that point out, massive things can change and it can go extraordinarily rapid. So this is one of my favorite talks so far. It's high energy. Uh, I'm talking with the mighty Fern de Villiers. He's an English sculptor and a vitalist visionary. We cover how to disclose and cast a mighty vision, how a trad and vitalist art vanguard is emerging, uh, how the movement can manifest in the real and is manifesting in the real and the essence of his process and art we're at a very nascent stage now of actually putting together um, a collective, uh, you know, and like a, a genuine movement of different artists coming together and saying, look, um, we don't believe in the current system and the way it's going and the foundations that it, that it's essentially built on um, do not resonate. They do not um, uh, provide uh, that sort of vital uh, and powerful culture. Um, on, on which to sort of build something it's it's it, it's more it's more very much this 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 postmodern uh, approach to to what's going on in the visual culture and the literary culture um and it's and it's not sustaining it's um it's it's parasitic it's there to sort of bring things down and 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 uh, over uh, analyze everything into nothing into dissolution shall we say um and so this this you know this this group that has actually been set up by my friend. He's known on Twitter as Stoatly. Uh, he's Matthew Matthew the Stoat. He's called. Um, he's he's a very very competent um, painter, draftsman, um, and he essentially started to put together this this uh, collective of artists. Um, I think hopefully I'm not wrong. I say five to six years ago, um, and it was primarily a internet movement. Um, like no one was really meeting up. Um, but I, I came online on Twitter um, about well, a bit over a year ago now, and I I had this kind of wish to find other artists who were not completely. Um, <laughs> let's say bewitched by bewitched, the current status right, <laughs> yeah. sort of bewitched by the current status status of things um and and there i found stoat and he sort of reached out and said look come and join um i joined i joined into his channel we started talking and then actually quite rapidly um he was like look we're just going to start doing meetups in real life and i thought to myself oh this is what this is exactly what's needed because artists 
you know, can talk a bit on Twitter and we can throw a few things around, but until you make the digital world actual, until you actually make that happen in the physical, there's not really a movement in that sense, but, but now things are actualizing. And so uh, my, my most recent uh, appearance, through and met up with everyone there i mean we're talking people who are involved in poetry like columba who's on who's on uh who's on twitter um he's he's a very talented uh, thinker and, and and poet and he's from scotland and he he came down um to london and we, we all met up and then we went along to this 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 talk um that was that was being that was put together by alexander adams and a few others and it was just really it was kind of surreal actually at a certain point because i thought god here we all are and i was sort of looking around the room and you know where everyone sat there and we're sort of taking up a few rows of let's say the collective of people and we're, and we're sat together and it was like there was a real sort of brotherly uh kind of feeling of we are here we're doing this we're rolling forward and we all of our will is aligned and we we're starting to form what we want and how we want these things to come about um and it's just a, it's just a, yeah i mean i i suppose for, for myself coming from absolute solitude should we say yeah, in yeah. antwerp working on my own as a bit of a weirdo on the outside um not fitting into the art system not being particularly liked or celebrated um, by the art system with my certain views and the, and, you know, the kind of art that I'm making. Um, but to come and find like-minded people is, is so important. You know, there was, there was a, there was an artist that I, I remember talking to me a while ago and he said, you know, what you need in life is you need people who get you, who get what you're doing and they get you. And you, uh, th that can be a small fire that you can warm your hands by. Just having just having a few people like that, and, and, so. and it's it's like it's almost like the radical subject. It's like post Nietzschean. It's we've been separated. You said solitude, right? And it's almost yes. like we're stepping through or trying to step through. This is a sort of Heideggerian trying to step through into. <laughs> we've found in this solitude this gold within us, the gold, right, the sacred or something in us that fuels, right. It's not just will to yes. power. It's a fuel no. from the, the being. Some of us, some of us that have it, and we've been alone, but you have to kind of be alone for that to trigger, right? The Nietzsche yes, had a yes. quote about that, is that we'd be so separated until it would be firing someone, right? And then they, you know, right. and perhaps we'd come back together, right? But that's so right. interesting that you, that I, we had this pre-chat, you and I, and uh, I mentioned to you that you showing your sculptures on video is actually part of yeah. the work in a sense, but connecting on what you just said, being in person, but showing being in person, what that does is it's laying out a ground of in the real for everyone watching to yeah. what happens is they're being projected forward throws a possibility on top of that. It's just how yes. we are in our being yes. and says, yes, yes, oh, yes, this yes. is real now. This is real. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's not just Internet. And so you what you experienced yeah. in the meeting and even us talking about it, people are getting that now. They're, we're opening it to them by talking about it. They're saying, oh, yeah, okay, yes. maybe I can participate in that and be at yes. these meetings, yes. right? And get yes. the sense yes. of something growing and building. And yeah. so I'm excited now about it, just talking about it. So, so but yeah, in the pre-chat, we talked about it. You showing your sculpture making in person, in a workshop, in the real, talking about getting together in a movement, that triggered for me, just seeing that. And I've been in this a long time. 
And so I'm, I, you know, I'm already trying to forward throw, project in the future to think about how we can do similar things. Yeah, yeah. Your manifesto, I've also got one of my own, but in a different way. But it, it, there are certain themes that are connected, uh, connected in it. Mine's more about uh, the story element of it, or the fundamental values, and I suppose you could call them archetypes. But yes, that in-person thing triggered for me. But what's mm. so great about having you here today as well uh, connecting this with Peter Thiel, which you tweeted about recently. But what's so great about oh, having yes. you is that it's so obvious how competent you are and how good the work is. I don't mean to overflatter you, right? But there, <laughs> there, is, there, is, there is this tendency where people say, well, people go trad or reactionary or whatever this is because they couldn't make it or they don't have the skills, right? Or whatever mm. it is. This is what Peter Thiel yeah. sort of half said in his... Whatever yes, he alludes so to that. Yes, we indeed. we need to address this now, right? For me, yeah. I left quite clearly. You can watch my film. I've had Oscar winners in my work, directed commercials, that sort of thing. I, you and I, are perfect examples to say no. The system is gatekept, right? Yes, I I absolutely. didn't I didn't leave until I had won awards and such. So that was like perfect. Now I can say, right. oh, guess what? Yeah. I, this is excellent work, and you know what I mean? So we could address yeah, yeah, this yeah, point yeah. now and say, in my experience, yeah. the film festival circuit, everything, all of that, the state funding bodies, completely gatekept from two competent people. It's obviously competent, right? Mm. Because yeah. that's what they'll yeah. say. And, that's, and so when Peter Thiel did talk about that, I thought, okay, he's put both sides. What he's saying is half true. There are untalented mm. people that complain mm. about, about oh, the situation. Cool. But sure. on the other side, of course, it's just completely gatekept. So giving yeah. air to this idea that people complain about it gives a false sense that there isn't a completely possessed, gatekept institutional framework that needs to be inverted. Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I actually, uh, yeah, indeed, the, the tweet that I made about that, I thought it was great. It, it gained a lot of traction and I had a number of people uh, sort of DMing me afterwards and they were saying, oh, you know, it's really interesting and but what's the alternative and what should we do? And, and it's interesting because there is a, there is a, there's a large amount of um, sort of black pilling that goes on. You know, there's this, there's this feeling um, Stoke mentioned it, this, this almost like this lust to be the beaten wife, um, which is just like, we're always losing. Nothing's going to happen and we'll never get going. And, um, and, and it's just, it, it, it's funny because you have someone like Peter Thiel. He, he's, he's like, he, I thought his answer was quite kind of it was relatively low energy, and he was just like, "Yeah, you know, we've got we've got bad conservative artists, and we've got bad left sort of more left liberal leaning artists, and that's just the way it is. They're you know they're they're, they're just kind of there and doing their thing, and it's a it's a funny. Um, I found it a funny approach from him. I would have thought that a man who is engaged in elite business might have been a little bit more well, perhaps having his ear closer to the cultural spectrum, um, or maybe he does and he didn't want to, didn't even want to allude to that, perhaps, you know, you have to understand that he might have a certain thing that he's, he's protecting. That I do understand to a degree. But I think it's, I think it's a very interesting thing, because what we are doing now with building, um, you know, coming together as artists, coming together as, you know, yourself, uh, poets, writers, whatever, um, we're actually saying, look, guys, you've got to get out of that mindset of we are the losers. We are constantly sort of being trampled down by this. You've got to get more into this mindset of saying, 
God, this is this is an, an extraordinary opportunity. I think you, you you only have to look back at at history to see movements that came about. They had a long run, and then they were taken over by another view or approach, or something else became um, you know stronger and, and and more kind of virile, and it rose up and and it overthrew a certain certain thing. But that happened by people just like us, just you start to have a collective from the outside. So you have this consumption from the outside of, 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 an, of an institutional collection. You have a few outsiders, a few weirdos who are like, they're able to see the big picture and say, look, things really are not making sense. But everyone caught up in that central position, the sort of uh, fat and happy types, um, they, they're like, well, we're just running here and, and everything's going fine. But they don't realize that essentially metaphysically, They've already lost. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone. It's over. It's over it's already. Over. They've eaten your metaphysic, and you don't know. They fed you the pies is... while they ate your metaphysic. Go, 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 go. <laughs> but it's gone. It's yeah. gone. It's it's it. They've backed themselves into a corner, and there's no more virile energy, and there's no more potency in them. Because what? Let me just paint a quick picture now. What you have to understand about the general cultural spectrum is. From, an, from, a, from all of the cultural institutions, um, what you have to understand is what they, what, what they essentially did, what their plan was from a macro position, was they lowered the standards of all the arts institutions. They lowered them considerably. They took away the ability to actually make the skill, the learning, the, 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 the actual um, ability to transfer energy into a material which is sculpture or the ability to actually paint they took all that down they brought it down to the lowest standard but why because what they needed was cultural political foot soldiers so what they essentially did is they lowered the standard they allow as many people as they can into these institutions they cover their surface area they're able to cover a lot more surface area and then these people are sent out into the world and they go into all the major institutions they go into they, they go into all the major art galleries and they get promoted. It's the problem is, is it was a it's a foolish it's a foolish approach because you back yourself into a corner because what you set yourself up for is failure in the long run, because then you have a huge amount of people who have no ability, no vitality, no strength. And of course, what is what is the answer? A group of people on the outside who begin to grow ability, who begin to have the excellence again and begin to have a leadership role. And that will come in and eat that. That's the way I see it on a macro level. That's so interesting that you say that. It's like almost because they're shit and they've been made this way because of the art speak, because the art yeah. speak fundamentally yeah. is a complete fraud. It's a grift. Oh, yes. It's a grift, just like a lot of academic speak is create yes. a uh, impenetrable language, not impenetrable, but create a language that has a, uh, you know, you need to do all this to, to do it. And you have a sort of esoteric uh, thing that looks like it's complicated and whatever, right? But it's essentially yeah. a fraud. But yeah. what that does, though, it enforces the rest of the people involved in the theft yes. to the fraud. Yes. Because if, yes, if it's absolutely. revealed, you're all done in, isn't it? Right? So <laughs> you all have to go back to the masters because you don't have the skills that would allow you to go out on your own. You have yeah, to keep the grift going. And you're, it's, like, it's a, like a bunch of bank robbers who've robbed a bank. They're all complicit yeah. in the crime. So they have to, it reinforces the drones, right? To, yes, to, to, absolutely. to continue they're, the grift. They're all in on, they're all yeah. in on this now. 
but they have no way to actually pull themselves back. There are no major institutions anymore, for example, in the UK, that will actually teach an excellence of sculpture, for example. Okay, there's a few trade schools, but when it really comes down to it, when you're the creation of fine art, shall we say, it's it's not really like St. Martin's in London, for example. It it's it's completely lost the ability and the actual um, you know, teaching of what the French would say, sort of metier, which is like the magic in the hands, the ability to actually make something and put it into a material that has been that has been lost. So so what is the trajectory? Where does that go? Well, it goes downhill. It's not going to have a, a, a sort of um, staying power. It eventually just goes to a, a position where it erodes. As I said, it, it's it was a it, it was a short lived um, idea and I suppose a lot of the liberal, more left, postmodern type types thought, well, if they did that, they could cover serious ground. But they've set themselves up for failure because now there is a body on the outside that is forming, and that will come in. And the macro game of that essentially is that comes in and easily begins to counter that easily. Yeah, so that's so interesting, right? Because it's the emptiness of the status item. It's they run for too long on this shitty painting, but it's the status item, so it's worth whatever million, but it's, there's no, nothing to it. And even the person that buys it doesn't, doesn't get any vitality, doesn't get any... Because the art is supposed to be something you look at and it opens being to you. It, it's a work sure. set up and it's working without the artist there. The artist has built a structure of working into it that yeah. opens being as you look at it. It starts to open something to you. And this stuff doesn't. Yeah. It's just a status item that has been overvalued. But on the, on the point of the opposition, it's so important, I think, because when I was looking at your thesis and even looking back on mine and my objectives for Greenwood and what I'm doing here, yes. is that it's so important to forward throw something that's not an opposition thing. And I actually have probably made a mistake in my, my because my research project is getting to the fundamental value hierarchy of the Anglo-Saxons, the English-speaking people, Right. 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 And but I put there is that to subvert the monopoly that people institutions like Oxford BBC have over these fundamental values. That's oppositional, though, isn't it? Right. So what yeah. we really need yeah. is to actually throw be really clear, like Mars, for instance, the spe- specificity of we're going to Mars is at least you have to give this to him. It's a particular place. That's where yes. we're going. It's not yes. not I'm beating Jeff Bezos. It's we're going to Mars. <laughs> right. So. Yes. Yeah. If we can do the same thing with manifestos of um, of art or culture, but actually get specific yes. about it and really say we're going to uh, create uh, all buildings are going to be made in the neo gothic. You know what I mean? That's very specific, isn't yes. it? We're making yes, it in, yes. in the mo- in modernist frame. This is what in ten years when when we're going to be making this in this. Obviously, art, yeah. you have to be for, uh, disclosing something new at the same time, so it is harder, yes. so it's non-specific. Yes. But yes. that specificity, that not oppositional, but vision, mm. they'll die. Yes. If we have vision... Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. They, they, I, I think the best thing to do is you, you actually just allow them to consume themselves. The, the, they're, they're well on their way, and the trajectory is, as I said, that they're not feeding the fire. So because there's no oxygen to their fire, it will die out essentially on its own. You don't even have to be in this position, as you're saying, like oppositionally saying, oh, we're going to totally fight them and we're going to go head to head with these guys. It's like, look, you guys, you're caught in a bubble and it's going gonna, it's gonna to just slowly drain out and it will die out over there. We're doing something else that's far more exciting, far more full of a, a sort of a vitalist spirit. And that energy will in time grow. I mean, 
even since just coming online a year and a half ago now, or a year and a few months ago, um, just coming online, talking to Stoat, talking to a guy who's been dreaming about this thing and just sharing ideas, putting them out there on Twitter. I mean, my DMs, he, he, it, it, it's extraordinary because it, 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 it's so wonderful seeing people come forward and say, hey, um, I, I was really inspired and I'm starting to pick up sculpture or, hey, I'm really inspired. I'm starting to pick up painting or that I've always wanted to paint. And now you've now you've made me yeah. made, made me realize yeah. something, you know, and it's like, wow, that's fantastic. If, if, it, yeah. You know, if 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 I can inspire people to make or be involved in the visual arts or even poetry or whatever, if, if, if I can inspire you to do these things, then essentially I've I've kind of succeeded in what I've really set out to do, because we also must understand that these movements and these changes in culture don't happen overnight. It's going to take years. It's going to take years of 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 very concentrated will and collective will to make this happen. It's not just going to be because so, I, th I think this is also the other thing you have to understand is a lot of people want it to happen tomorrow. OK, you know, bring them together and it will just happen. Let's do this. It's like, guys, look three to five years, I think we're going to start seeing something. 10 to 15, we're going to really start moving. But, you know, and it's going to take some time. But what we are doing now is we are writing history. It's these sorts of movements, these beginnings of things that people can look back on and say, oh, those guys, they did something. They started something. And that's where it began. And perhaps we can pass the flame on. If I can pass the flame on to, to, to other young budding artists or, or, or you know, thinkers or whoever then we've we've we're beginning to accomplish really getting this this ball rolling and, and and some momentum there but it's going to take time and it's going to take it's going to take people coming together and not just people from the arts it's going to take um you know institutional uh, support in certain areas institutions i mean on our side for example you have uh, im 1776 the magazine they recently came out and they said look we we want to as best we can support and and um, you know help certain certain movements or, or, or beginning artists and start having exhibitions, get-togethers, talks, you know all this kind of stuff. That's so vitally important because it's it's again that thing. It's taking it from the online world and saying we're going to manifest in the actual. Yeah, you know, so, and and that's it. It's so great to see uh, people. More people, even Academic Agent was start, is starting to do some Mythos videos, right? We're finally, because I've been doing this, you, you're probably doing this stuff for a long time. It's finally great to see the geopolitics bros, the IM7076, yeah. right? Cult, cultural yeah. criticism to come around to realize, oh, what, what fundamentally gives us this vitality? What gives yes. us this? What set yes. me off? Because these people that are doing what they're doing, they realize, they eventually look back and they said, what actually set me off on my destiny? And it was something like this. It was an imitation yes. of a hero or an artist yeah. or someone like yeah. that or an artist's yeah. work that yes. actually, yes. you know, it was old, right? And we stopped doing that and they realized, yeah. oh, shit. We're not the young people. We all need this thing to give us vitality, right? It's not just religion. Yeah. We need outside of that for our, our civilization to, to do that. And, and so for you, yeah. it must have been pretty hard for me, it was a hard decision because when, when I did this, I, I uh, certainly had opportunities and I could have still been doing my work, right? You know, yeah. I was in Hollywood yeah. when I made the decision. It was the height of the Trump uh, president, presidency. Right. And I was, right. I was a member of the conservative uh, sort of post-Friends of Abe group, and part of all that. Right. But I realized that, oh, you, it's not that you can't be a white dude and actually make stuff. It's just now from now on that obviously it'll be sacked against you. But you're going to have to make propaganda. 
And so for me, I say, yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not doing that. But it was a hard yeah, decision indeed. because doing that, I was stepping over this invisible line where I'm not getting any work anymore from these people because I'm now coming out as tr- trad, which I am. So that was the enormous weight. And people would go, oh, whatever, to me. But to me, right, that was yeah. so, it was so tough. It was an existential uh, weight of enormous uh, uh, God, amount. I imagine. But for you, yeah. was yeah. that the, so what was your inciting incident that, because you must have known mm. you were, when you're in arts college, you were making modernist stuff. People were saying to yeah. you, oh, this is very ag- aggressive. This is very powerful. Yeah. This is very, which is, as yeah. it should be, this is very powerful. What's with this? And you're thinking, yeah. but the, I love these people. This, these ha- people actually have energy, right? So you had this inclination, yeah. but you must have known But that pushing into the online sphere, talking to people like me, all the people that you talk to, you're never getting selected by these people. So it must, what was your inciting incident that gave you the courage to say, I'm doing this now, I'm going full-blown yeah. online, everything? What was the thing, yeah. that, thing that gave you energy? How did you find your destiny to do that? What helped you find mm. it and what gave you... Well, you see, the, the the real sort of explosion, the real uh, fire that 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 set things off, I think, was probably my last um, major exhibition, my my last major solo show, where I brought together uh, and essentially revealed myself. Shall we say? Um, I, I I I did this solo show. I wanted to bring um, extremely unapologetic, very gutsy, you know, two to three ton stoneworks into a space. And I wanted to have it accompanied by a very large manifesto on the wall. And the manifesto was just going to state my ground, just completely state my ground in in the most unapologetic and most direct way. And I thought to myself, if I do this, because because you have to understand, on the build up to this move, I was constantly umming and ahhing. I was constantly thinking, what am I going to do? Because in some respects, I'm, 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 can I try and make my way through this system? Can I try and kind of wheedle, weaselly word my way through this system and be part of it and still kind of survive, um, but but essentially be a liar to myself? Um, and and you know, and and I had this 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 horrible scene that kept playing over in my head, which was like, you have this life, you're alive now. It's a very short period in which you're residing here in history, should we say? We don't have that long, but my goodness, if I was going to be on my deathbed and I was going to reflect and I was going to bring these ideas to my mind and say, I never really, I never really spoke the truth. I never really was the man that I felt in my heart of what I should have done. And I just, I I literally, this was torturing me. And I thought to myself, I cannot be on my deathbed and have that play in my mind in my final moments here. And so I thought to myself, right, I'm going to come out punching and I'm going to just let you know who I am and exactly what I'm fighting for. And it was a, it was a wonderful moment. Let the cards fall where they may. (laughs) Exactly. But but, but what I realized was, okay, I'm going to come out with this punchy manifesto. I'm going to hit, hit them, um, you know, hit, hit the scene with this art. And um, it was funny because on the lead up to this show, I was talking to, um, you know, possible journalists and they, because, because, you know, previous to this, that 
some journalists have said, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a story and da, 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 da. And I was talking to journalists and I was saying, right, this is my next show. And then I was having, I was having lunches and hangouts and all this kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, as you do schmooze the journalists. And um, I thought to myself, great, you know, th- things are going to, I'm going to probably get a few stories on the show. It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic, all this stuff. And then as we got closer and closer to the show, I started to have to real, you know, sort of release what the show was going to be about and what I was putting together and all this stuff. And then the show launched and the journalists that were supposed to arrive or be there, no show. There was there was just a complete media blackout. And then you had like this this, this one major culture magazine. The editor was just like, oh, um, that story, uh, we're not going to do it anymore. And that two-page spread, ooh, it doesn't really work. And I just saw, you know, things just just weren't panning out. And then, of course, later on, you start to talk to directors of institutions and you start to talk to people involved in the cultural scene and they start starting to say stuff like, you know what, Fen, you're just a little bit too. And then they start throwing buzzwords at you like it's just a little bit too strong. It's just a little bit too colonial. You know, And they start throwing these stupid words at you. And I'm just like, you know what? Um, yeah, I mean, then then then, of course, go ahead with the media blackout. And since that point. There has been zero media, but at least I came out with my honest self. And there was a lot of people who loved it, too. There was a number of people who who got very upset with the manifesto. Um, There was a lot of people who also just loved it and said, wow, it's amazing that you're coming out and you're actually trying to push for something else. Um, But but of course, what I, I I sometimes talk about it on this idea of like I had my potential sort of Mishima moment because, you know, I was there at my show. And I gave this, I gave this speech and it was, it was like the private opening number of collectors there, all these different people from all swathes of political life. I sort of had my Mishima moment. I sort of it said exactly what I was fighting for, exactly what it was. And there was just this, this feeling of like, oh my goodness. Um, it was like a, there was like a, there was just like, oh, oh he's coming out. Oh, uh, yeah. And, oh, he's an enemy. Oh, he's an enemy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Friend enemy distinction. They're very good at friend enemy was, distinction. They, and the, yeah. They, oh, and so, that's on that side of things, right? So, yeah. 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 And that's yeah. the thing. You, so collect, things... you collect all that evidence. It's just so obvious, right? And now, yeah, obviously, yeah. you must know with all people looking at your work how you must know that you're good, how good it is, right? I mean, well, it's, obviously, that's a hard thing to ask an artist because it's just as well. well. But, Eventually, you get enough evidence to know, and then you look at all the evidence of uh, the what people are saying about it. You go, "Oh, I'm the enemy. Like I'm, I'm what I'm doing is the enemy thing, right?" Yeah. Well, well, well. Yeah, sure, sure. So you yeah. start taking on the role of the enemy, but actually, being the enemy is is not necessarily such a bad thing because it becomes exciting to be the enemy. It comes, it becomes exciting to be seen as the enemy. But you're not, you're not the enemy in the sense that you're like this terrible guy. You're just opposed to the regime of course and so everything that you're now doing is seen as oh we can't touch this guy hands off we need to walk away kind of thing and of you know naturally what came from that was um you know possibilities not really working out other shows other different things so um i i then realized okay i'm i've come out i've done this thing but now i also need to get online and i need to find um an audience not only an audience, but a group of people that I resonate with. And I need to come across, um, you know, like-minded individuals, should we say. And that very quickly, um, you know, started to grow. I mean, like I was discovered then by Stoat. And then of course, after that, I was, I I was discovered by Raw Egg, um, Ren, Raw Raw Egg Nationalist. Such a great Um, guy. 
He, he's a terrific, a terrific yeah. chap. And um, and it was just really fun because because I was like, it was funny because he 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 reached out to me when I was on Twitter and he was like, oh, it's great, you know, you're making art and you're actually making sculpture and all this sort of stuff. And it was just really funny because there was, I was like, yeah, and I'm basically I'm I'm, I'm basically being sort of set outside of the cultural stream. I'm the outsider. I'm the I'm the weirdo now. Um, and oxygen has been sort of cut to a degree. Um, and I was always, the thing is, I was always the weirdo. I was always the outsider. That was the thing. It wasn't just from that show, really. It was more, it was, it was just that at that point, I really just threw off the clothes, you know? They, they were always telling you, I've read your stuff, so I know this for the audience. They were always telling you that, oh, this is strong. This is, this is very, and what yeah. is going on here? And it's what we can go now into archetypes, right? Is that you talk about archetypes in your manifesto. What's going on here is that what you're trying to do is get in touch with something that's fundamental to, I would even say, at least Western being, but I would say uh, English being, perhaps you're stumbling over into that. And so when they see that, they the sense of fundamental attunement that is kind of something enemy that they've thrown away since 1945, that they've come to. But what that is, and so what I try to do is try get at fundamentally what is the essence and break it into its at least propositionally to map these archetypes yeah. which are built which have value structures built in those archetypes are connected essentially to hyper agencies like hero which are right. essentially heroes which make up the value hierarchy of say the west or or England for instance right that's yeah. what you're getting in tune with and they're sensing that right so yeah. for you these yeah. You obviously had a sense this of this work in the modernists. You saw it, and, and these other yes. people. I don't know what they're called because I'm not an art art cell. Well, the a... early essentially the the, the early modernists um, spoke to me deeply because of their celebration of well, this this sort of heroic, unapologetic directness that I felt was coming through in a lot of their work, but they were also representing principles. They were representing, you know, just that very primal principle of, for example, you know, just movement, dynamism, power, strength, um, masculine energies, you know, different, different forces that I, that I was attuned to and realized that the more that I actually wanted to express these things, the more um, the institutional art side of things started to back away and say, look, we don't, we don't really want heroism. We don't really want the heroic in art because the heroic is then is 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 kind of um, well, the heroic is hierarchical, of course. And so, as soon as you go into something that is hierarchical, that is then a, a, an immediate sort of well, you oh god, we can't do that because every everyone must be under the um, you know the the egalitarian. Um, principle of, of of today <laughs> so you can't have heroes anymore you have to kind of you have to kind of take heroes down um, and you can't have masculinity and you can't have you know this 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 wish to ascend or go beyond or fight for something you can't have that anymore really you 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 see what they're doing on a certain level but it's very it's very petty i mean so much of what's go- so much of what's going on today in the in, in the cultural spectrum is just petty and it's not it's not strong. I mean, like Ren talks about it on a more kind of um, biological level, for example. Um, but it's 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 just like if you if you have certain people who their organism, their potentially their their biological being is not particularly healthy, um, and if you look at the kind of people that are involved in art institutions, um, there's there's something biologically potentially 
not um, particularly strong going on there. <laughs> have a lot yeah. of men without chests, should yeah. we say? And yeah. and you know these 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 individuals don't want power. They they themselves can't grasp at power, so they want to hold power down. They want to hold the heroic down, and they don't like someone who's going to come in and say, "I want to do this thing," and I'm being inspired. Or it's some, something deep inside of me is telling me to make it and do this. This kind of stuff they they, they have to avoid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and they sort of they're sitting in a structure that they have a sort of institutional power, right? But they're afraid of the, say the traditional. These things are connected to traditional being. They're deep down. They're in the unconscious, right? And so I suppose for you, that's what you're looking for. You're trying to, in a sense, we're doing the same thing. Is that I'm trying to look to something deep in being that's fundamental to us. Yeah. That's almost eternal, you could say. And when Absolutely. we look, when we look at your work, you can see this, right? You say honor, honor traditional forms, yet. Uh, to be moving forward. And you can see this in your work, right? They're not Greek statues. They're not Renaissance no. statues that are, because that the Greeks, their cosmology was set. In their being, Mount Olympus was, was eternal. It's done. So the form's set, mm. right? This is kind of a Spenglerian way of thinking about it. So their statues right, right. are the human form as it, as it is, right? That's eternal. This. Right, yes. What your yes. work shows, it definitely shows a northern being where... It's almost as if inside it, there's an honor for form, but mm. the expression of the being of that is pushed out, right? What the, mm. the will, mm. what the will's doing. Like, I'll yes. show some yes. of the work on screen right now for the audience right. at home. Like your soldier who's yep. leaning forward, but the mm. structure, the power of the rigid structure of how the characters are designed, that's almost the expression of the will outside of a, say, Absolutely. Greek, Greek Absolutely. permanent form, which is honored underneath. Yes. But... It's yes. the, you know what I mean? It's the rigid structure that, out of it, length forward, exactly. expression of the will, authentically pushing yes. whatever he's after, right? Yes, well, exactly. It's, it, it's because I, I see everything as an energetic response. I mean, life to me is an entirely energetic response. Everything that I do in my day-to-day my -day life, it's about, you know, you, you have a kind of uh, fire inside of you as a human being, at least I do. And this, 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 this is in my, in my stomach, fire this will to go to make to do and it's and it's and it's this kind of this energy that i wanted to put into my figures this very unapologetic sort of expression of energy out from the body but it's 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 figures in movement it's figures that are engaged in some element of of, of, of dynamic expression um you know they're, they're going to do something they're pushing they they're, they're they're in a process of moving they're not they're not completely static figures i mean i have made a few but it's ultimately it's about trying to capture that energy of course my influence for a lot of that has been looking at, you know, the British vorticist movement, which was running parallel to the Italian futurist movement, which was which was really about capturing um, a, a kind of force and energy. Um, of course, a lot of what was going on with their movement was it was a celebration of the machine. But my um, wish is actually a celebration of kind of that vital spirit and power within us and coming outward, outward from us. It's not about okay, because a number of people have this idea of, oh, but you're you know, the Italian futurists, they were, they were celebrating the motor car and they were celebrating the aeroplane. And I'm like, look, I'm aware of that. I know they were celebrating the, the motor car. But if you look at their aesthetics, they were, celebrating, they, they were celebrating raw energy. And that raw energy, that potency of actually expressing that raw energy is what I feel is, you know, it, it goes alongside that Nietzschean idea it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's this vitalism, it's, it's it, this, this, this will to go on, you push forward, you go on. 
and I wanted to to build a, a sort of an aesthetic carrying on from what the futurists have done, carrying on from what the um, vorticists were engaged in. I mean, uh, for example, the symbol of the vorticists, I absolutely love the symbol of the vorticists, which was simply a vortex. Their symbol was a vortex. And they uh, essentially, there was this idea that the power and the energy is at the center of that vortex. So everything swirls down into that central point. And so I, I really loved that that kind of symbol that they were they were basing themselves around. Of course, it was short lived and it died out, and essentially it was killed by the interbellum. First First World War, um, Second World War. These things never really carried on. Um, a lot of these movements changed and stuff fell away naturally because of the mechanized death that was going on from First World War. It kind of killed this celebration of the machine. People were like, "Look, why are we celebrating the machines again?" <laughs> like That's this, quite interesting that you say that, right? Is that this thing happened when there was a, uh, uh, there was a conservative revolution was, that was taken over by wars and 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 figures that weren't truly of that traditional being. And what happened is, and they got misled into that machine, the, me- the mechanized element. And what kind mm. of shows this is, is, and I'll put this on screen too, is that your your one of your works where it's the the man lying down on the bike. That that's mm. almost. Yeah the progression from where the modern early modernists were moving to where we are now, where he's, that's the technology mm. it's running away from us. Right. And he's mm. holding mm. on to it. Right. Mm. But then you go to the, your other works, which are purely the man, not the machine. And like your mm. soldier leaning forward, that's almost you in connection with your authentic being, which is because it's all, it goes down and I'll show it on screen right now mm. and it goes down to his legs right and his mm. being is forward it's all mm. that's almost like connecting with authentic being in heideggerian terminology it's aligning with something right. clearing all the semblance mm. but it's human it's it's human driven completely yeah. human right that force of yeah. will and that's that's i love that the idea that we can use this vitalism this spirit where it was cut off where they made the mistake of being possessed yes. by the machine and but still yes uh, carry the, the human in it because that's what's happened we're being driven yeah. by being that's turned away that's what techne is techne is still mm. the transcendent being but we don't set we don't get a sense of its transcendence anymore because it's turned away right, from us yeah. but it's still techne yeah. it's still the technology right but that's yeah. what's dry yeah. it's not us we're not in control that's what the right, economy right, is yeah. the economy yeah, the machines mean, yeah. we're turning to cogs so what we're all trying to do is that radical <laughs> subject it's the it's almost yeah. like the uber mention away but because yeah. Nietzsche never talked about what it is, but Heidegger and other people sort of get there talking about it. It's, it's within, it's the radical subject, it's outside of the wider interpretation of the world, seeing it in, yeah. taking the leap and seeing it in the new way. It's seeing it into, yeah. uh, in, in the way of a vital spirit or hopefully transcendent being and you know, a god of some form, because that's what would drive, you know? Yeah. You're not asking about your religion or anything like that, but, but yeah. But- yeah, no, I mean, the, the, but this is exactly this is exactly the thing. For example, the the sculpture you spoke about, the the monumental large uh, stone piece of the figure on the motorcycle that is kind of combined with the motorcycle, the that that figure uh, it was entitled Momentum. But it's interesting because everyone comes at art from their level. One must understand that everyone approaches art from their level. So, you know, there will be certain people who say, "Oh, it's just a man." on a motorcycle and they just they just see a man on a motorcycle and that's it but then there are other people who will look at it on different grades and it goes up from there my reading of that piece was to be able to capture the archetype of momentum that speed that limitless energy that a movement or a people get into when you are just flying you're absolutely going and it was it was 
in a sense, bringing about this idea of how do you capture this archetype, this, this God, this entity, and how do you solidify it in the language of the hyper, hyper modern? And it was, it was about being able to grab back and throw forward these, these, these more ancient principles that, that have not been extinguished. They're there. They're, they will continually be there. And you, you, you put it and you solidify it now. And it was about capturing that in this, in this very somewhat brutal and, and aggressive, raw um, approach inspired by the futurists. Because I, I'm essentially, you know, it, it's looking at, that, at, at the canon in a sense. The, the canon has been thrown through the dirt through the postmodernists, they disconnected from it. They're now in a stage of completely trying to cut the canon down. They don't want rootedness. They do not want to have that carrying of the flame forward. The last place that I always say where the fire was still burning was early modernism. You have, you have, you essentially, you have early modernism, modernism, late modernism, and it goes into sort of postmodernism. Things cut off at postmodernism. That's the throwing away of all the hierarchical elements of things. Um, and it's the disconnection of the canon. We're now at the point now where institutions are just saying, oh, why would we connect to the ca- canon? It's a, it's a white supremacist thing, or it's like some kind of, <laughs> some kind of colonial thing that we can't yeah, connect yeah, with yeah. anymore. And so it's, it's, you know, they've thrown it through the dirt. But, but I come at it like, look, you have to, we, we should look at what the, what, what the last great movements were doing that were very avant-garde. And this is an important thing. Yeah? The reason why I dwell on the avant-garde is because I'm not simply trying to do a conservative return in the idea of say saying we just need to go back to the renaissance or something like that we just need to make we just need to try and make work in the style of the renaissance it's more this idea of we can take what was strong and very raw in what was still going on in early modernism and we can throw it forward and that will progress and that will change and it will it will go through a a, a period of of um you know it, it will become through it will go through a period of refinement and what i mean by refinement is if you look at the at the at the greeks early greek sculpture was geometric early greek sculpture was very much based within the sort of geometricization then it went into the archaic then it went into the classical and then it finally um you know went into hellenistic and so it went through this period of evolution we're in that period now at least that's what i that's my thesis we're in this very raw stage. Culture starts out, and, and another cultural form starts out very raw, rough around the edges. It's not, it's not particularly fully um, refined. There's, there's, there's still this kind of pulling together of things, and can we take that, and does that work, and da 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 da, and it's formulating. But that's why I say it's 5, 10, 15, 20. I mean, look, it took the, it took the Greeks hundreds of years. Um, but what, what, what we're really seeing now is that this is going to take a number of years to progress. I'm just putting the ground basis of a kind of energy. And from there, we throw it, we, we keep throwing it forward. Well, my, my view about that is, is that, okay, when you look at, say, an archetype, uh, Jung took an archetype to be something that is, uh, it doesn't have content. It's almost like a, it's behind manifest. It's behind, it's a pattern behind, because his epistemology was Kantian, which means that uh, everything that we are doesn't actually touch the things themselves. Same in the unconscious. See, so even the traditional, traditional school would say this too, is that the form or the archetype, whatever it is, is a pattern that's kind of behind stuff. And the content yeah. fills into it like a riverbed. Yes. So that kind of makes sense from a, for, from a, a idea of something being eternal that returns. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can yeah. add to this, you can add to this uh, an emergent system. 
right? So mm, you can take absolutely. it evolutionarily, like you were saying, right? You're saying evolutionarily, right? Where, okay, something evolved. But if you look at di- a dynamic system, what happens is in an emergent system, right? Say a new archetype is forming. It doesn't just keep evolving necessarily. Is it reaches a point where, say you've got a generator. If you hook up ge- uh, three generators to three different belts, they're all connected through the belts. It forms what they call a dynamo, which is what a di- that's. Mm. This is a good metaphor for what a dynamic system is. That dynamo keeps them all because they're connected, right? It keeps them all mm. at the same speed. If one starts going too fast, mm. the others start to regulate it, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've what you've got is a level upness, and they've got a virtual engine. But that's yeah. that's almost like the establishment of the rules or the archetypes. So once that's hit, though, you have it. So you can have an evolved archetype. There's something new or a new bubble of culture, but mm. it, it maintains its form after that. So you can ca- have a new right, archetype yeah. that's kind of eternal. That's not classical, though. So that's kind that's of right. what your work is, is exactly talking it. about. Is that and that's, exactly that's what? It. Yes, that's right. And and that's a bifurcation. That's like a tornado. It's something new. And so that's why yeah. the Renaissance classical stuff won't work now because it's not our being. But that doesn't exactly. mean that it's relative. Yeah. It's not relativism. Yeah. It's yeah. you have yeah. a new archetypes yeah. established, and then their dynamic system is set. You know, and yeah. then anything that's outside yeah. of them. So that's a, a th- under, exactly. underlying theory that suits what you're saying. No, you're absolutely right, and it and it goes along with. Um, there was there was actually something that Evola mentioned in um, oh goodness there was there was a oh, I forget the name of the paper that he wrote about this now but he spoke about that essentially if you are to if you are to go forward uh, artistically in these times this time where things are in in somewhat of dissolution shall we say um, that the the art and the culture can carry perennial forces can carry um, you know timeless archetypal elements. But it can be brought into a to a language and a manifestation more of that time. It it it, it is a mistake. He, he sort of essentially talks about this idea. It is a mistake to try and just bring back a certain element because your being is not in that time, and so you're not actually attuned with it. And I I, I completely understand. I mean, it, it goes a little bit to what uh, um, Matthew the Stoat and I were talking about. Is this idea that many of the artists now who are pulling away from the current regime we're not um you know hugely classically trained we're not we don't have extraordinary ability like for example what you had you know where in in, in the italian renaissance period where sculptors were were, were bred you you literally had them being you know they, they they were learning to sculpt from an extraordinarily young age they were they were breeding that culture into into the the, the beings of that time we haven't had that but we have to now try to breed excellence in what we have now pick up learn some ability learn some things and push forward from there it's a revival of 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 the ability to actually make of course and you know to 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 carve stone or to work with uh, bronze or to do all these things this this is an extraordinary ability that you have to that, that takes time to learn it's not something you know a, a lot of these guys who contact me on twitter for example you know, they'll send me a drawing and they'll say, oh, um, I'd like to turn this into a sculpture and da, da, da. And I think to myself, well, you're going to need some ability there. You're going to need some of that understanding of how 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 material forms and how it acts. And you're going to need to have this this um, this grammar of, of, of how you're going to address this. And of course, so much of that's cut off now, but at least we can start something in an honest way with what we have now. 
and this will progress. Abilities will, will, will grow. And perhaps even guilds will reform. This is also something else. I mean, you know, we used to have um, sculpture guilds, uh, guilds of sculptors, guilds of painters who could pass on ability. They could pass on excellence. And of course, so much of the guild system now is 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 dead. I mean, it's it's been completely destroyed. Um, so you don't have that foundation. So like we really are sort of men artists among the ruins in a sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know. And, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I I think artists among the ruins. Yes. The advantage <laughs> we have is that we we absolutely you are right that we must start to develop a, 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 a deep an obsessive chasing of, of, of competence. That must be there too, Absolutely. right? 100%. But, but our 100%. advantage is that when people start is that we at least get to, as you say, search for authentic being. They can't because they're in the institutions, right? That's, their work That's is right. shit. So Peter, <laughs> Thiel is, Peter Thiel is wrong in one sense is for films is that the barrier to entry has been lowered by the disconnection oh, yeah, from the, va- the, ha- the archetypal va- value hierarchy. They're so disconnected yeah. from that 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 means the audience is less get less from what they're offering mm. so the less production value we're at a unique time where production value doesn't have to be as high as mm. well, obviously you mm. i just mean i just mean there is an advantage there at least to telling stories people are happy to listen to count dankler tell a story online on youtube yeah. right you can make videos like this but we need exactly. to from this position because they're going to start catching yes. on but they're going to yeah. when the liberals used to run hollywood they were still degenerates Right, they were just more <laughs> cleverly, and we used to watch it then. So we have a point yeah. now where yeah. woke stuff is so shit. Where we need to get yeah. in there and lift our yeah. competence yeah. immediately. Have standards, yes. and this is yeah. where I would yeah. say that you have to be possessed by this stuff. So, right, the, the artists yes. need to find a way to not just become good, not just mm. be not. And also, I would ask you about your process too. You can perhaps talk about that. But you have to find a mm. way to. I I have found or when I would write and do more art than I'm doing right now, is that you have to be, to be any good, you, it's not mm. just about being passionate. No, you are obsessed with it, right? Completely. <laughs> and you have to find a way to get into that, yes. that mode of, that that so mode of being. Um, that is so, so f- true. So uh, what was I going to say? Damn it. Uh, possessed by it. So for you, what do you align with that? Because uh, what agree. do you do? Do you treat it like, for me, it was like, you have to get into a mode of, because people think oh, I just have to be passionate. Then I'll do the art. I'll do the sculpture when I feel it's <laughs> inspiring me. But for you, yeah. is it the same? Or at least for me, is it? No, no. You're like a coal miner. You turn up at seven a.m. and you go home at five a.m. Well, tell us about your process and and what you yeah. do. So, so, so the thing is, is you have to understand is to to be a sculptor, you you have to embody three entities. You are as a sculptor, if at least if you're working on monumental uh, stoneworks or anything physical, you're you're you are the coal miner in the sense that you're you're the you're the heavy labored man you're ready to get your hands dirty you're ready to get your entire body into a state of absolute exhaustion so that's that's the first principle you have to be someone if you're going to make sculpture you have to be someone who's very physical you have to be a physical being the other thing that you have to understand is that you then have to have the mind of somewhat of an engineer someone who can who can understand 3d space and how things come together how how forms can come together and at least to be able to carve stone or to you to model something you have to be able to have this element of being able to turn and rotate forms and understand how forms are operating inside of a stone so it's not just a principle of saying 
oh, there's this block of stone, I'm going to carve something. You have to also understand how the, the shapes that you're going to carve are fitting inside of that, that block of stone, because that is essentially solid space that you're then going to work with. And then, of course, you've got the, 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 the other uh, principle that you have to embody is the vision. What do you have in, in terms of vision? Your vision of what do you want to express? What are you, what are you generally like empowered? What's coming through you? What's, what's essentially enchanting you to go on and make this stuff? Uh, and, and actually make sculpture. So you, you you have a number of different principles. Like for example, um, I find it really interesting because in my in my uh, stone atelier, I'm right next to a stone cutter's yard, and we're talking like really hardy men, guys who are ready to just you know get their hands into cutting some stone, you know, cutting slabs of stone, getting get, getting very physical, and it's fantastic because I. I, I really hit it off with these guys. You know, I have, have a lot of a lot of chat with them. And we have, you know, we, we sort of talk about different things. And I love watching them in the action of work. But there's a there's a really wonderful, um, you know, connection because they will come to me and they will see me in my studio. And there's this wonderful respect. Like, wow, yeah, Fen, you're really, you know, you're busy with something there. You're laboring on something there. They, they, they sort of enjoy that bodily function as a sculptor because it's the, you know, the transmission of energy from the body into a material. That is what sculpture is. You're impregnating a material with an, with an energy from the body, the body of the artisan, the, the, the concept is. And so we have this, this wonderful thing. And I really enjoy watching, watching those kind of people. But I also mix with you know, you know, people who are more in the engineering world, world or the architectural world. And so through my practice, I, I can see what it's like to be the labored man. I know what it feels like to be in that state. And I also know what it's like to be on, on, the, on the other side of that, where you're more of a you know, a conceptual thinker or someone who's taking time to really plan things out and dream. All of that comes together in a sculptor, but you have to have discipline. That thing that you were saying before, mm. where you say, oh, you just have a passion and you're just going to, yeah. that's nonsense. Mm. You have to have that will to say, and that discipline to say, look, yeah. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and for the next days, and I'm going to put myself into that place to do the work. How do I do that? Well, I think what's really important, and it's already something that's kind of funny, people have been laughing on Twitter when they saw my um, my work overalls, is they were they, they were laughing about it and saying, oh, you know, you're wearing like this epic work overall. And it, it was funny because I yeah. I don't spend that's a huge nice. amount of time yeah. th th thinking about, you know, my, my, my clothes as being epic. But it was really funny because what they what they were seeing was was essentially my uniform to get my mind into the right state of being. Because the right state of being happens from what you wear as, as much as when you're working or when you're being in the world, you're wearing a certain thing to get you in the right state of mind. Sculpture and putting myself in that space early in the morning, you've got a material, you have to be in the right state of mind. You know, the sculptors throughout the ages used to sculpt in, in like a suit. Why, one must ask, why did they, why, why would they sculpt with a suit on or why would they paint with a suit on or, or stuff like this? Because it keeps the mind in a certain ordered manner in which you are more careful with your thought, your touch, your ability to, 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 to actually make something. So having your uniform in which you work in is vital, but having also a structured manner in which you engage with that work and saying, I'm going to start now and I'll, I'll, I'll step away then. And that obsession with what you're doing is something that is, is habitual. It starts to come, you know, you, you, you know, there was this thing I kept on saying to myself while I was carving my last works. And it was put yourself in front of the work, put like bring yourself in front of the work. Cause, cause it's day in, day out of exhaust, exhaustive work. 
And sometimes you have that voice in the back of your head that says, my God, can I keep going? Can I, can I keep on going and doing this? And you know, you want to step away and take a rest, but it's, it's like, no, bring yourself to the work, bring yourself to the work. And there is a kind of imaginative magic that takes place when you are in the creative process. It's not something that starts on day one. It could be day three, day four, day yeah, 10, yeah. that yes. this whisper comes yes. in and yes. this, this, you, you, you are evoking this entity yeah. that is coming through you mm. to begin the process of making and dreaming and having this vision. Because yeah. a lot of people, they, they fall away at day one, day two, day three. They say, yeah, but nothing's happening and it's yeah. not working yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a kind of Sorry, order just, that you yeah, I totally get it's, it's uh, a, this is what same experience for me. Go, 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 go. <laughs> but it's this order that you need to bring yourself into. Yeah. I, I mean, I state the word magic um, because I believe that, you know, the imaginative process is, is a kind of magical process. It's mm. this, you know, the alchemists spoke about this, you know, you, you apply yourself mm. to the material and it's as much a physical process as it is one of a spiritual process in your mind. And you go through these different stages, mm. um, you know, working on the piece, but working on yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and, yes. it's, and, it, and it's, you know, you've got to go beyond <laughs> that as well in the sense that you are doing the work yeah. and it's not always this idea of this is me. I'm claiming this. It's my ego here. Yeah, yeah. At me. It's about saying I'm opening myself up to make and to yes. be in a process of creation yeah. and to create is a gift, not just for yourself, but yeah. for others. It's that yeah. process of inviting others in. Look what, look what came through me. Look what it is. Yeah. Here it is. It's this thing now. I step yeah. away, it lives its own life. Yeah. It resides in space. Mm. So that's essentially and, sculpture. Um, well, being is not necessarily your... We don't own being. That's what people's mistake think, that we are where everything we could tr take part in being. I don't mean this in terms of the external material world. I mean that, yes, we have this thing that makes us uniquely human, which is this divine yes. being, not yes. just because the things that are in the world, right, behind that is, is being that gives it its... It's fullness, yes. right? Yes. We, yes. we participated. It's turned away from us. This is true. But the point is, like you're saying, what you're doing over time, you're almost going into a religious practice. You're putting on the vestments. Mm -hmm. Putting on the vestments, right? It absolutely right? is. The, the, absolutely and, is. and that's true, right? Firstly, first, first point, you're not going to feel like it when you do it at the start. You don't need to feel that's like it. you're going do, to do, do the work. It's something that's that you it. unfold into. And the wearing of the overalls, that's the equipment. Especially good is this, okay. if that is of a past way of being, the way of being is in the equipment. What's this? Why do I put this on? Because it's a part of a yes. way of being exactly. that has something embedded in it. It's tweed. It's from the English countryside. It looks, yes. it has the being of the countryside, the colors of that, right? It's yes. something that gets you into a mode. It's an equipment yes. for a mode, right? So this exactly. people, idiots, talk it, about yeah. aesthetics and they think that, oh, it's just a suit, it's just this. It's like, no, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's why your life's fucked because you think the things around <laughs> you don't matter. You think that you're, like, yeah. cleaning your room is a good point for Peterson because that's your sure. arena. And wearing yeah. something is a kind of arena, arena of an equipment. The workshop matters. And, and another yeah. thing that came up for me was when, you, when you're sculpting, in a way, there's an extra thing too is that the the sculptor the hitting of the of the earth and the hitting of it with the chisel it's all it's sculpting your being too it's also it's exactly almost sculpting your being to open it to disclose the thing sculpting your being to open being but also your body it's your muscles exactly. are getting stronger it's mishima in a way exactly. is it the sculpting exactly. so how wonderful yes. it's not just lifting weights how wonderful to do a thing that builds your muscle but also yeah. it's building the sculpture and building you at the same time. And this isn't just some that arty, arty, farty, fairy thing. No, no, That's no, no, what's happening. No. Vens exactly being it. is being 
literally changed by doing his work and the work is manifesting too. And so for you, it does sound to me like, yeah, you, you start the sculpture and you're doing it. Obviously this is when you're drawing too, you're getting a sense of the attunement, looking for perhaps something that gives you a sense of vitality or some sort of form or art type. You know, that's what I do. Uh, When you, you get inspired by works too, they have a sense of an archetype, but in just being in being, Mm. just going on an excursion into Europe, wherever you are, to get a sense of European being, you get a sense mm. of an attunement. We always just turn away, though. Exactly. We just go off on our stupid business to, you know, in our, in our idle curiosity. And, and that's yeah. another thing that came up for me is that, like you said, three days. It's dwelling, dwelling with something, revealing. Yes. And it reveals dwelling. itself to you, dwelling with it. And then, okay, then, then something will open to you. And that's what you're talking that's about. The exactly creativity it. isn't just creativity. It's the superior yeah. function, as Jung yeah. talked about. But what that really is, is trying to look to being which is turned away because of the technology, right? Trying to, yeah. to disclose something. It's like when I'm talking, yeah. when, when, when I'm throwing words at you, or when you get a real new concept that opens up your understanding, each word isn't the picture. The word is just a symbol on its own. I'm saying words to you, and in your being, the words come, but you don't actually get the insight until it, the symbols come together, come together yeah. enough. But the insight, yeah. the understanding, actually comes from being where you are. It's not the words so mm-hmm. much. They sort of set up and then, boom, and then it discloses yeah. and opens, right? Yeah, and exactly. so that's what we stop doing, is that everything's yeah. supposed to be solved and known by science. It's just not. This, it's just not. Yeah. yeah. The, the, Sorry, this, yeah. The, you know, this is the thing that I, I started to realize when I was looking at some of the, the sort of the genius work of, of artists previous, uh, you know, down through history is I was, I was going to art museums when I was a young sculptor and I was going and I was walking in and I was, I was looking at this sculpture. I was looking at these works and I was thinking, how did that guy do that? And this was a question that kept on, uh, it was, it was, it was possessing me. It was, I was obsessed with this question. How are they doing this? Are they just a genius? How is this happening? How are they able to, like, you know, I would look at a composition and I would analyze it and I would say, wow, look at that line. Look at how that form comes together. It's got its own intelligence. It's come together as its own thing. How does the composition work? 360 degrees. How did he do that? And sort of, I sort of having this this question that that was tormenting me when I was a young sculptor. What I began to realize is that when you are in that process of creation, you're not caught up in just logical thought of oh i'm going to do this and it's going to be like that what i find myself and other artists is you have these flashes before you these moments of intuition that say make this happen change that do this do that and so and not, in follow, words, not in words right? not in words not in words just to make clear for it's the audience thing that, yeah yeah it you follow the work yes. it's something that i've said before and people people have looked at me in a very odd way when i state that you follow the work. The work it, tells you it's a how say, it needs to be. It's a saying be. of being, but not in words, right? It's exactly. A, it's a, exactly. No, yeah, that's exactly yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, it, so, so this is this communication going on with this sculpture, and it's coming together, and it's organically mm. growing. And I started to have this intuitive response of, you know, hours and weeks and days of having this, this, this process. And I started to realize when you, as these compositions were forming, I couldn't claim them yeah. In the sense of saying, that's mine. This yeah. is me. That's yeah. Fendervilliers. Yeah. Of course, I have to claim them because I'm a sculptor and I have yeah. to then state, okay, here's my name on it sort of mm. thing. But I couldn't spiritually claim it mm. in the sense that that piece had been 
allowed to take place. And I think that was the, that, that was kind of like that, that sort of breakthrough moment that I started to realize as a, as a young sculptor was this feeling of everything that comes through you, you are the conduit for it. Let's say you're there, you bring yourself to the material, you put yourself in that state and, and, you know, slowly, but surely something grows, it comes together. And what then really sort of made me realize it uh, later in my, in my life is I spoke to this very high level, um, very sort of esoteric uh, restorator of old buildings, old houses. And um, he was, I mean, he was a magical, literally a magical man. I, I, I considered him a magician of all sorts. And he used to say, because this is what he would do. I mean, we're talking like he worked at an elite level. He would walk into a building and he would sit in the rooms of these buildings and he would see and he would wait. And people thought he was mad. People were like, what is this guy doing? He sat in this room for three hours. Just, you know, he's in process. He's maybe got his sketchbook or he's, he's thinking things through mm. or thinking rather things are coming to him. And then he would go through yeah, this process yeah. of saying the house and, and people would find this mad, but the house was telling me what yeah. it needed. Yeah. And so yeah. his understanding of what was going on and what needed to take yeah. place was mm -hmm. very, very strange and esoteric to, to, to our general thinking of, yeah. oh, to make a sculpture, you have an idea and you just make, or you have, an, you have a painting and you just make they miss out the entire organic process of filtering through the ideas, things changing, things growing, and being open to those changes and those moments of intuition that spark and, and, and pull, pull you in certain, certain ways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th th I'm just telling you my general sort of evolution and awakening to these kind of uh, oh, principles. hundred percent. And look, all this fits so well into Heideggerian uh, terminology of being like, being is clearing itself for that guy, right? This isn't just a creative dude sitting down to thinking through something. No, it's, yeah. you, it's in you too. You're just turned away from it, right? Or you don't dwell mm. long enough to let being clear to you, being mm. clear, not just thoughts like we're saying. I think people will get it from when I said, no, not in words, not in words. It yes. speaks, yes. it speaks, yes. and you get a vision of something and opens, but it's not just a, oh, it's just the imagination. No, it's actually no. being. Yeah. Like it's yes. something behind manifestation that's there and opens, yes. Yes. right? Because you've yes. got to say, who speaks? Where's it come from? When you really, when you do some of this work, you go, where's this come from even this movement of us all of this is it really mm. us and th there's this great quote is that mm. in uh, the I Ching I think it is it's in Nietzsche Nietzsche uh, in Jung's uh, analyzing Nietzsche's Zarathustra is that if you find yourself in service of a king don't do but bring to fruition follow the unseen lines in the earth and that's right. a metaphorical way of showing you what's we're in the service. Yes. I'm in the service yeah. of a king. This is the yes. it's the over king. It's the archetypes. It's a thing beneath exactly. the surface that's been ignored and attacked exactly. by uh, in our civilization. And it's saying now is it's enough, enough now. Yes. And so yes. people are seeing, like you and me, seeing where, whatever happens, we're going to give this a go and see and try be in service of this king, right? And that's Absolutely. being. It's underneath. It's authentic yeah. English being authentic. Western yeah. being is saying, well, well yeah. whatever happens, we're going to give it a go against this thing. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah no, I mean, it, it's interesting that you state, you know, it, even this broader movement is like one could one could actually look at this from from, I don't know, uh, could, could you say a nature standpoint or, or an energetic standpoint above us? What is this energy that we're what, what is this energy that, that, that we're feeling that's bringing us together, that is, is having this energetic response and, and you know, is is 
potentially above or, or around us that is saying, this needs to happen now. This needs to be brought together. This, th this response is required. I mean, you could give it many different things, uh, you know, but it, it, it's, 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 it's like, yeah, there is something possessing you to, to go forward and do that. And, it, and you're following that energetic response. You're following that, that push that is beyond you. And, and physicalists at home, I'll, I'll explain it to you in a way. Listen, cognitive scientists are talking about this now. A hyper agency. It's a, it's a higher order of form, intersubjective yeah. between distributed cognition between people's brains. So this isn't just, it's not, we're not talking yeah. about just psychology or what. It's, it's <laughs> higher order phenomena that happen when yeah. humans who fundamentally are intersubjective and in that there's a being between all of us that is epistemology mm. that is 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 the knownness of the known that nothing else has yeah. right so physicalist this is an artifartiness it's you can look this stuff up right when Jung <laughs> yeah, talked exactly. archetypes and daemons and plato these things were ancient ways of describing higher order phenomena that yeah. have always existed a gods are real yeah. they're intersubjective yeah. you can, if you really want to get materialist about it and i don't buy materialism there's 100 percent arguments no. that no. are yeah. analytically as Legitimate, I think more legitimate for idealism. Like that, they are the Bernardo Castrop. Look him up. He's a, a PhD computer scientist, PhD philosopher. Like this is not materialism is BS, right? That's my mm. view. But anyway, yeah. Point is for the physicalists, we're not, this isn't just artifartiness. This is, and that's these things behind you and behind us that drive that you can serve and mm -hmm. look to and open if you spend time with them. We just don't spend yeah. any time dwelling or doing the work, and that's what's such a gift. You're so yeah. lucky that you've been able to discover this, this movement, doing your work. It's great. People say, oh, it's hard, though, isn't it? Because you're living in because you start living in poverty. Obviously, you're successful mm. now. And I was living for a lot so long in poverty. It's hard. But yeah. you're driven yeah. by this thing. But that's a yeah, duty. I mean, it's a gift to have a duty. Go, go, go. It's well, 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 yeah, I mean, certainly when when you start to realize the broader picture of things, um, you know, it's something I've, I've, I've stated with Stoat before well, in, in many of our conversations is, is like, um, if we're not going, because like there's not huge amounts of people coming forward to do this. And so you look around and you think, shit, if we're not going to do it, if we're not going to actually step up and who the hell is? Because, you know, I, I was I actually had a certain moment when I came online and I thought, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to find like a whole bunch of other sculptors who are busy in their studios and they're also doing something over here. And then you start to realize, hang on, it's not that many people here who are sort of in the arts or in the more creative side of things who are particularly aligned with what we're talking about. And so you, 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 you know, you have that moment where you think, shit, okay, wow. Well, we're very early on this. It's still a very nascent, nascent group of people and movement coming together. Um, but, you know, no doubt it will, no doubt it will, it will spread. And, and, and already it is spreading. I mean, I, I think what's, what is so vital and key and something that I've realized um, since coming online is, just talking and spreading the word and and putting the ideas out and the and the and the intuitive responses that you start to feel within the culture that you're in and then you start to realize there's a resonation with so many other people and you and you know you start seeing things cropping up more and more more because you're kind of aligned with it as well but more and more you start seeing okay that you know the movement that i saw on twitter was more politically based but now i'm starting to see a real sway into the cultural side of things talking way more about art way more about poetry way more, and i'm thinking wow that's wonderful because i'm 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 seeing a real energetic response within within people and that 
that will to say, you know, we're not just going to be stuffy pol political types. We're also we're also going to start, um, you know, understanding the importance of of that celebration of of of, of the culture, that that way of being, that way of 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 you know carrying something, throwing something forward and going on. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, it's it's such an this is such a nascent movement. I think that's I think that's important for people to understand. This is the early days, but that's such a wonderful place and position to be in. I, I feel very, very, um, you know, happy to be here now um, at, at really a time when so much can, so much is going to keep moving forward with, you know, it's, it's amazing. A hundred percent. And, and what came up for me when you mentioned uh, politics is that that stuff without the ground of being, without the ground of the, the, the fuels, being fuels the vitality. This thing fuels the superior function, whatever you want to call it, fuels the vitality. If you don't have this, culture vanguard right or culture, mm. your politics you're gonna die the people are gonna yeah because what yeah. what these guys don't realize and i love them you know i love all these people on our side well you know sure. Uh, sure. Uh, academic agent all these guys you gotta remember is that you're the center of a principality which is you formed you get the energy from the people you being a sort of micro celebrity don't forget yeah. the people under you all need the culture to drive their meaning and fuel. So you might get mm, meaning from mm. being a sort of celebrity and think, oh, we don't need that stuff. But your followers need definitely, because we need it, right, fundamentally. Yeah, and so they'll absolutely. die off and then you'll die off if you don't have this thing underneath. Yeah. The other thing that came yeah. up for me is that what we need, right, of course, like the vanguard, it needs to establish, need to establish the vanguard yeah. because eventually, I think we're a ways away from this, but you might eventually get sort of grifters coming in that aren't of our way of thinking that are not obviously you don't want to completely enforce a way of thinking like that essay said yeah. but yeah. they're going to be mm. people that are just completely left-wing postmodern scum that'll come in and think oh i'll try do this and then i'll just project my agenda right so you want to make sure you establish that vanguard that uh yeah because at the moment it's people that are courageous courageous and yeah. seen right and and we want the people that are, that have the attunement within that have the being within mm. that the, the golden mm thing that makes them the radical subject that makes them want to mm. throw this this projection mm. in the future make sure we select people for that for the van vanguard yeah. that's why vanguards are important and people are talking about doing yeah. that so everyone who well, has well, skills and competence needs to start talking right now and participate in this vanguard uh right to make sure it is of proper form. Th that that is that is exactly it and 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 that's why i was so pleased with um you know the the, the general sort of laying out of things that Alexander Adams did um, and, and that, that, Stout, that Stout and I discussed is because he puts together the, these principles of, of, of also, you know, having, having a, a collective or having a movement or how, whatever, you, whatever you want to put to it, but there needs to be also um, a controlled body, a central controlled body in the sense that they are print, that they are principally holding an order and excellence amongst themselves. And they must continuously push one another to uh, to strive for you know continuously moving higher and higher and higher and by by doing that you have you have a central order that will that will as you say kind of a vanguard but this this group that will will, will sort of anchor things within a position that, that 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 from out from out of that point you know this energy flows and and there can be um you know it doesn't get uh, corrupted or subverted um you know you you've got to have those true beings in that that central point who are really holding, really holding that position. And of course, that's that's a position that you are in, but you are, are, are also in service oh, to the greater... Yeah, that's the thing. Well, so that's the thing. It, it, yeah. It needs to make sure that who comes up 
we all need to keep being in service of this king, this unseen king. That's because yep. look, this thing is yep. it, it's real. It's there underneath. But if it get, we'll yep. easily get disconnected from it. We, we certainly Absolutely. will, and it'll just drive yeah. into uh, will like a complete will to power. It won't be in service of this thing that wants to be known. It wants you to see it. It wants you. But yeah, yeah there yeah. will be people coming up that are completely disconnected from it. They don't get it. They don't have that kind of uh, uh, thing to it. And yeah. my one criticism of, uh, of um, I was thinking when I saw that Alexander Adams thing, is that he had this one point on seriousness. I thought, okay, I agree in seriousness of competence. But mm. there is one. We don't want to get into that GB News sort of, you have to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to be of this certain seriousness. We yeah. have to talk in this. this yeah. Right. Okay, hang on. No, we still need to be out of meme and, and call yeah. out Peterson yeah. and call out people in a funny yeah. way. Right. Okay. So, exactly. yes, seriousness. But don't be gatekeeping me because I yeah. shitpost no, 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 either. No. Right. No. But exactly. to seriousness in competence. That's yes, why yes, I would yes, focus exactly. that one point on. It, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's a very, very good, good thing to bring up, actually. And mm. indeed, you don't want to come in, you know, end up as being these sort of like stuffy, serious yes. uh, people <laughs> that that you know have have no real bloody vitality. That's at the end of like the day, this conversation. Sort of that's right. Trying yeah. to hold this, trying to hold yeah. this very serious element together, and mm. and then it becomes contrived. Yes, and it, and you know it, it, it's not real. And no, that, 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 is, that is really not a good position to be in. I, I thought it was very funny what Stote said while we were discussing. Stote was talking about, you know, these times, uh, this period of like, you know, black pilling period. Um, he was talking about, no, you've got to have that attitude of play. You've got to have that attitude of dance. You've got to, have, like this period, you've got to be dancing. You've got to be literally raving over this, this situation and not getting bogged down with, with, with like how supposedly awful everything is. You've got to be able to 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 come at this as the jester as well, as you talk about with memes and joking and having that kind of lighthearted sort of, well, we're going to laugh at this stuff. We're going to have fun while doing it. It has to be something, you know, it, it can't be something that you're engaged in where you're just, you know, oh, it's just so damn hard and we're fighting this losing battle. No, take great enjoyment in this. This is something that you should you should also bring bring this lightheartedness to that you can enjoy and you can say, look, we're we're really enjoying this. We're getting into this. We're having fun as well. So it, I'm just going on what you said. It's important. 100%. Yeah. And it's so, so interesting. Uh, or it's very easy to go from that uh, meme to the serious, to not the serious, to the the vital, let's just say it's a meme about, I don't know, some grand Napoleonic charge, whatever it is, meme that's, that you laugh at. It's very easy to turn from laugh into like that's the play. That's the liminal space of of LARPing. LARPing is it's just role play, which any religion does. It, LARPing is ancient, right. and actually, what does a kid do? Plays with his sword. Guess who that kid right, yeah, was? Sure. Alexander the Great, yes. right? Yes, yes, Played yes, with yes, the sword, turned into yeah. a warrior. So that that's why we need it because it, that turns yeah. you into the you know it's that, that that gives you that power, right? Um, you know, and a lot of these great yes. memes memes do that people making these funny on the right whatever whatever it is oh like yeah, Hitch, I mean, I, someone made a hitchens insurrection meme uh sorry video which is hilarious um but yeah that gives you a sense of energy though that what could be yeah um not that we would ever do that insurrection or anything <laughs> like that government we would never do anything violent or anything like that at all <laughs> we're no threat to you <laughs> but yeah you know what i mean yeah I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. No, I think the, the power of the meme culture, I mean, it's been something that I'm relative have been somewhat relatively new to because I, you know, I, I, I haven't been fully aware of, of the, the, the goings on of, of, uh, of the Twitter space. I'm, I'm still relatively new to it. I'm kind of learning the lingo still, but I would say that it is really hilarious. I mean, the, the, the humor on our side is 
is amazing. I mean, it's it's like so, so much of the 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 humor has been essentially occulted from the uh, sort of liberal space, um, the sort of like more postmodern left wing space. You can't even you can't even make jokes anymore without you know you offend someone or it's 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 considered you know brash or colonial and it doesn't quite fit. A lot of people on Twitter that they, they still have this extraordinary humor and people can laugh and they can they can there's real jesters on there there's real comedians and it's 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 wonderful to see that um, and it's and it's so darn raw I mean that's also the other thing is this the, the culture that I see on Twitter it's raw it it doesn't have like an like an absolute um, you know shiny clean edged element it's it's not it's not contrived. It, it really does have this, this raw and it goes out and bam, you know, someone says something, someone does this. And it's wonderful to watch. It's wonderful to see that kind of that, that those, those ideas and that energy and that, that, that making fun of um, certain elements that, uh, that are happening today. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I really do get a lot of energy from the, yeah. from the Twitter engagements that I've been having. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Um, yeah, and I'm so glad it exists because I, you know, was able to connect with you and meet you. But what what a great conversation! Um, is there any any? I'm going to release release this like straight away because mm. it's been so good. Like next week, or else it would be in uh, you know later on. Is there anything you wanted to bring up or talk about before we bring it bring it to to a close? Anything you that you I don't know working um, on or anything like that? Obviously, I'll link yeah, all your stuff yeah. in the description, all that, and yeah, save I mean, in the introduction. Uh, but yeah, I mean, essentially, um, you know. I, I just think it's important that people understand that um, even if even if things aren't fully seen on Twitter, there is a very real um, cultural movement um, and collective, however you want to see it, because people say, I don't want to call it a collective. I don't want to call it a movement. You know, it's you know, no one wants to call it certain things. But, you know, there is a collective forming so much going on um, and it's it's very energetic. And, you know, I just I, I want people to understand that the there is so much forming and i think if i could if i could recommend some people on the twitter space who are very kind of caught up or maybe even blackpilled on the political side of things i would say look sometimes i take that break and go to the more artistic or cultural side of things and understand that you can find a lot of vitality in that i think you can get very caught up and very kind of sterile just in the political side of things and, and oh no this has happened and look what they've done here and look how that and i the, the thing that i want to want to express is that it doesn't so much matter in 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 this political side of things it looks terrible now and it and it looks really bad of where things are going but all major changes that have taken place throughout history have come from an energetic minority it's always started out from an energetic minority of people who have conjured a kind of flame and fire and i always say this thing is the smallest of flames in the in you know in, in total darkness burn brightly and we must understand that it it'll it'll be from a qualitative standpoint a small group of people that will come together as they're starting to do now and from that point out massive things can change and it can go extraordinarily rapid it can really suddenly you know you ha you have this 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 thing that's just burning a little bit and then suddenly from there a combustion of energy comes out of that and things rapidly change and so i think don't get so caught up and think that this is just how things are and it's going to just remain like this things change quickly rapidly and energetic responses through people um can go like a domino effect and yeah. I think we're going to see that. 
It's like from a from a, a gentle candle in a dark sea to a raging iridescent beacon. Exactly. That's where we're going. Exactly. That's what we're doing, and that's a great place to end it, man. It's been a great pleasure, dude. I, I obviously I'll have you on again. It's been one of my favorite talks. So you know, yeah, I'll, I'll just click the stop button and say goodbye to everyone there. 